Hello and welcome to the World Economic Forum's podcast series, Cities of Tomorrow. My name is Alice Charles and I lead the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanisation. In this podcast series, we'll explore the different challenges that cities around the world are facing in order to become smart and sustainable. In this sixth episode, I will be talking to Zarina Patel. She is a senior lecturer for environmental and geographical science at the University of Cape Town and a member of the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanisation. Well, I come from an African context and cities in Africa are important because they haven't actually reached a 50% urbanization level yet and they're the fastest urbanizing um, centers globally. So the cities, um, uh, when we reach 50% in Africa, uh, these are new cities that we haven't even haven't even emerged on the globe yet uh, or on the continent yet. So cities from a, from a rapid urbanization point of view in Africa are really significant. And what kind of challenges are cities in Africa experiencing at the moment? So these are multi-level. Um, some of the issues are uh, uh, massive issues around lack of infrastructure. Um, cities are very unequal. Um, governance stru- structures are, w- are weak. Uh, very un unstable politically um, and quite interestingly I've been involved in a program which has been involved with early career scholars throughout Africa um, looking at urban projects and the urban the kinds of issues that these um, cities are dealing with are our traditional brown agenda issues so they really are the issues that are related to developing countries. So I guess even uh, where smart city technology has been mm-hmm. applied principally in the global south and a number of cities have been used as test beds We've seen over the last 10 years that um, very few of these solutions have actually got to scale. Mm -hmm. So given that the majority of the world's cities are in the global south Mm -hmm. and and most of that growth is going to happen in Africa and in Asia as Mm -hmm. we move towards 2050, what do you think needs to happen to get to scale in an African yeah. context. So, yeah. what, you know, what kind of um, governance models yeah. do we require? What kind of financing do we require? Okay, so I think that a lot of the urban innovation that is coming through is about experimental projects. I absolutely agree with that. Experimental projects are primarily run through research institutes and universities partnering with um, civil society or with local government. And I think that the issue around scalability has a lot to do with uh, re- regulatory frameworks that are quite stuck and, and lock in particular kinds of um, service delivery, um, uh, questions of behavioural change. So these are the sort of softer issues that are not just about technology and knowledge, but they're about um, systems change within institutions and within and understanding more about how uh, what drives behavioural change within society. So I think that unlocking those kinds of issues and uh, and looking at questions of governance, multi-scale governance, uh, are an important. Um, a set of questions that we need to ask when we start looking at questions of scalability. Mm-hmm. So bringing local authorities in in a very real way into uh, into those experimental projects so that they can see the, the value of technologies. And we see these examples in, in, uh, in Kaneni, in the ISHAC project, for example. Um, it started off as a project that was just between the university and the communities. But once the local authorities saw the value of this project and the introduction of 
of new technologies, this has taken off um, and, and change has resulted in, in policy change. So policy change has to be part of that process. Right. And what about financing? Absolutely. So financing is a really important issue and, and it's also a tricky issue because um, financing often comes uh, in relation to particular kinds of technologies which might foreclose other other kinds of options. So I think that the financing certainly is a really important issue. And where does this come from when, when you've got a limited tax base in, in, in poorer cities? Um, so the kinds of partnerships are, need to be beyond government. It's a real governance model of working together with, uh, with innovators, with um, finances, etc. So if you had one message for innovators when they were thinking about African cities and mm-hmm. seeking to solve their problems, problems, what would you tell them to do? Well, I think that working in um, uh, in multidisciplinary teams is really, really important with mul- with multiple stakeholders. Because I think that if if, if uh, innovators and finances um, j- just speak to government, that we we're not going to get um, the kind of holistic responses and uh, solutions that we actually require. Yeah. So, working with um, universities, working with civil society, working in these multi-stakeholder arrangements is is really what um, and and then looking also also at uh, how we can influence what happens at the local level, but the support from national government is just as important. So all at all of these different levels, it really does test um, the meaning of governance and having it properly engaged at all of those levels. And if, if you look at where smart city technologies have been mm-hmm. applied uh, in many cities around the world, do you think there's particular lessons for African cities when they seek to apply some of these technologies in the future? Well, I think that um, certainly listening to some of the interventions um, uh, and yesterday as well in the Sensible Cities um, Lab, I think that there's a huge amount of potential for uh, uh, um, uh, early warning systems, particularly when we look at things like climate change and uh, um, societies are very vulnerable, drought, um, questions of drought, questions of flooding, etc. And I think that especially with flooding, early warning systems around those things could, could really be extremely beneficial. I think that cell phone technology, we also have to address questions of safety because um, actually cell phones uh, become quite desirable. I mean, I think that there's a there's a huge level of theft. Also, when we put um, sensors, etc., into informal settlements to check in indoor air quality, um, a lot of the equipment is under threat of being stolen. <laughs> so, so these are, you know, looking at um, some of the examples that we've seen today of sensors on bridges and things like that, it's how do we safeguard that technology in, in a society that has nothing? Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> these are resources. That was Serena Patel, Senior Lecturer for Environmental and Geographical Science at the University of Cape Town and a member of the World Economic Forum Global Future Council in Cities and Urbanisation. My name is Alice Charles and you've been listening to the sixth episode of the podcast series Cities of Tomorrow. Tomorrow.